This is Born to Create, a podcast that celebrates the richness of free thinking through creativity, entrepreneurship, and the advancement of the Madison area. Hosted by Richard Jones Jr. and Carla Williams, with sponsorship by Oddly Arranged Media. Hello, this is your host, Carla Williams. And I'm Richard Jones Jr. Really excited for the podcast episode today. Today we have with us Antoine McNeil of One Motion Outreach Enterprise. How you doing today? I'm absolutely amazing. How y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> really, really excited for this and, and really, really excited to have such a vibrant person like yourself in the space today. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm vibrant sometimes. I had to, I had to learn like a long time ago that I guess my interviews were like very serious. So like no one wants to see the sad or the serious clown. So as uh, you're a comedian, yeah. you like people are like, man, that was too serious. So I had to learn to turn it up a taste. So hopefully I'll be vibrant. <laughs> hey, well, we'll take we'll all ta- of it. But the same, we'll take you how we can get you <laughs> at right. this point. Right. We're glad to have you. Cool. So uh, since we have you here, um, we want to know all different type of stuff about you. And I guess we can kind of start here. Um, let's start with the origin, right? Let's start about uh, your your uh, path with comedy and how you fell in love with comedy in the first place. That's a good question. Um, I don't even know if I've been asked that before, maybe. But I think my path with comedy was just like growing up in the hood and projects and, the, and people roast each other. Yeah. And roasting and roasting and roasting. And at some point in time, you either good at it or, you, or you're not. And for whatever reason, some people would say I'm good. I don't like to try to, you know, brag or boast. But some people would say I was good and certain people knew not to. And uh, I remember a long time ago, me and my brother and my cousin, we used to play a game called uh, uh, Make Me Laugh. So we would have to get up. It would be just us three. So I would get up and we had to make them laugh. And their job was not to laugh. Mm. So the hardest thing it is to do to make someone laugh who's trying not to laugh and vice versa. So just just doing that, roasting people and then just trying to learn like impressions and stuff like that. I remember um, I think the name of the movie was Police Academy. It was a guy. uh, I forget. Bob Kate. Bob Cat Goldthwait. He had a really crazy voice named Animals on there. So I was able to imitate that voice, and it was like a really crazy voice. And the people were like, do that again. And I just started mimicking people, mimicking coaches, teachers. And, man, I got in a lot of trouble, but a lot of people laughed. <laughs> Have you ever played this game, Richard? Because I, I grew up playing this game, so I'm really impressed that other people know this. I thought this was something we just made up off the cuff. I thought we made it up, too. <laughs> Maybe like, laugh. Try not to laugh thing? Yeah. Um, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I know uh, whoever invented it should be getting paid right now. You know, Nick Cannon right. got a, a version of it on Wild and Out. Yeah, with the yeah. water bottle yeah. thing. Yeah. They should be paying somebody. Somebody. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting, but it's good that people can capitalize, I think, off of laughter. Because you think so many things in life are, are, are capitalized on. Like, you would think just laughter is free. Really, my comedy career started in 2014, technically. So once I started doing that, uh, started doing shows in uh, Beloit. Shout out to my guy, uh, Lance Baskin in uh, Beloit. So I went to a show here in Madison. I think David Freeman was doing the show. And uh, I told somebody, if you can put me in contact with anybody that's doing comedy, I was like, my networks. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I was always saying my networks. So I got in contact with Lance like, after the show. Like, hey, man, I do comedy, blah, blah, blah. He was like, you can come do my show in Beloit. I did a show in Beloit. I think the very first show I brought like twenty five people, mm-hmm. and it's it's that's major when you 
starting at, at any point in time in the game because most comedians can't sell tickets, and most comedians know they'll that's that's it's not it's called a bringer show. Bringer show is like we'll put you on if you bring people. Oh yeah, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't that case. It was like well you're already on the show. We're gonna bring you on. And it just, I had people coming from Madison, Milwaukee, like 25 people times $10 each. Oh, this nigga valuable. I'm valuable. Right. So the next time I did a show with them, bring 20-something plus people. So ultimately, uh, that's kind of how I got my start in doing comedy. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Um, what do you think the main difference is um, between, like, being funny, like, growing up versus, like, taking it to the stage? Like, what were some of the main differences for you? Ooh, ooh. That is a that's a hard question. That's a that's a question that some of the most seasoned vets and professionals still struggle to answer. Not, I, I don't know that I would have the actual answer, but I think if you pay attention to most people are actually looking for a joke somewhere in life. Like mm. you, if I wasn't here, you guys would be something. Something you'll be punching something up. She'll be laughing. It'd be laughter. Most people do that, and it's easy to kind of joke with people you don't like, joke with people you know. So when you're taking it to the stage, it's a whole different format. It's a presentation. These people don't know you at all. They don't care for you. And then it makes it harder when they, when they pay to come see you. Yeah. So it's one thing if you were doing a free show, okay, they, they might laugh. But if they pay to come see you, it's like, it's that make me laugh again. Like, mm, pay $15 to see you like. <laughs> so you got to, to me, there needs to be a level of professionalism because when you, you know, in the streets or you wherever else, it's just going to be like, you know, joke, haha, blah, blah, you know, talk about each other. But when you um, on stage, it's like a, a premise, like what's the idea that I'm talking about that I want them to grasp? Is there meat and, meat and potatoes on the story? Like, can I, can I make this a story? What's the punchline? So hopefully every story Hopefully every joke has a punchline because if you have a joke that doesn't have a punchline, wait, is it a joke? Mm, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I just learned to, to, I would call it the, the professional way. So when I started at the comedy club on state, it was a, probably the best place for me to start. <laughs> See, it was the best place for me to start because they have, they're like the top 15 comedy club in the country. Really? So yeah, absolutely. So they're one of the top 15 comedy clubs in the country. So I literally yeah. just was, when we were, we have like little powwows about who we're, what we're going to ask or what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And I was like, whenever I think of comedy in Madison, I think of comedy club on stage street. Yeah. So it's so crazy that you would say that that's how you got your start. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like <clears throat> earlier you were saying that you don't feel like in comedy, you make a lot of money or like, it's not that you get, I don't know the wording that you said particularly, but it was like, it doesn't generate a lot of money, right? Most comedians can't sell tickets. So that that's part? it. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you go to like, from comedy club on state street to getting to a place where you have your own business and you're able to make this a profitable thing? They made me. And I would say God's design. My daughter's birthday was May 7th. I want to say maybe 2016. We was going down to Milwaukee got into a collision with like a semi truck right before the birthday cake in the car all that car smashed up Jeez. so i had to figure out a way to get and i had like i had to do a, it was right before mother's day so i was supposed to do a church that mother's day then i was supposed to do another church uh, well i did a church in milwaukee that day so i had to get a rental car because i don't like depending on people how am i gonna get back from milwaukee how am i gonna get to and from work so i had to get a rental car so i got the rental car but I still don't have a car now. My car is total. So when my car totaled, I'm like, 
what I'm going to do. Right. And uh, so uh, what I did, I put together something called Comedy for a Cause. Instead of me asking for money, I have a talent. I have a skill. So I figure, how about I do some comedy and they donate? So it was really kind of like you donate. They donate some money. And then I ended up getting like 10 comedians. So it really, it was like if they donated $10, it's a dollar per comedian. Where, where would you ever get a dollar per comedian? Right. So we had, you know, a lot of comedians coming from Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Uh, I mean, Wisconsin, Beloit and stuff like that. I just had like 10 comedians plus myself. And that show did so well May of 2016. The next question was, when's your next show? When's your next show? There was no idea of a next show. It was like, no, I just need to try to get some money to get a car. And, uh, but they kept, when, when is your next show so much? I did another show in June of 2016, found a different venue. That show was wall to wall, elbow to elbow. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I just wanted to tell jokes. So now it made me a show producer. After that show, wall to wall, you need a bigger spot. Like, I didn't even have that spot. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And kept doing it. Uh, I realized that I was promoting, marketing. Like, people are, like, who's your street team? Like, me. Who promoting? Who doing your me? Right. Like, but that's again, that's that one motion thing. And one motion is to be whatever motion, whatever, wherever you at is where God is at. Whatever motion you move in, God is there. So there are no accidents. That's why I didn't say I had an accident with that car. Because that would mean that it wasn't meant to happen. Mm. I call it a collision. You get what I'm saying? I love that. That collision happened. Boom. The world, like, it's like what some people call like the big bang or whatever happened with God. Like that thing collided and then the rest of my comedy career just took off. Wow. Literally the big bang of your career. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was safe though. Like yeah. right after the collision, like nobody was serious. Yeah, nobody. No, it was like, we was straight. It was like, like a little semi truck. And I remember we was cool. And I was looking at her like, you good? You straight? And then, and she started crying and she, and I was like, and I was touching, checking her to see was she okay. And then she was like, your car is messed up. How are you going to get to work? <laughs> <laughs> and I just hugged her. We cried. I was like, yeah, how, how am I going to get to work? I think we better get a rental car. So That was not what I was expecting. Because nah. <laughs> right. she know that's all I really do is work. So I'm like, that was her concern. Like, how you finna get to work, fam? I feel that. She <laughs> wants to figure out how she going to eat her, her food. How you right. <laughs> I'm going to take care of the bills. <laughs> that's wisdom right there. That's yeah. wisdom yes. right there. When you say that, like, that the comedy club made you, do you feel like, what do you mean by that? Like, well, I don't, well, I won't say made me, but I would say it was a perfect place for me to learn what professionalism is. Professionalism is. Some people learn comedy from, uh, let's call it little holes in the wall. Some people learn it from, uh, uh, let's call it little bootleg places, something that's not a comedy club. So for me to learn at a comedy club, I got to go in and realize that like these are, I got 26 people that's going to go. When I go write my name on the list, I can possibly not get up on the list that night. So I got to come with my A game. So if I, let's say, for instance, if I get on the list, I better come with it so I can get back on the list next week. I can't do no little weak stuff. Then they only give you three minutes. So within three minutes, you better learn how to have a, a, a hell of a, a really dope introduction. It ain't, hey, how you guys doing? How's everybody? That'd be 14 seconds wasted. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how do I give a quick intro? How do I get into these jokes? How do I transition? How do I, how do I work my memory? And it's a predominantly um, 
college college town. Yeah. So yeah. now I have to make sure that the and then it's in a primarily Caucasian too. So how do I get my African American voice in this in this college town with younger kids? You know what I mean? And 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 white people. So it's like I, I'm not just trying to be the the black guy that they laugh at. You know what I mean? I'm the one you you laugh with. And then when you said when you were mentioning um, like, hey, you were thinking comedy, comedy club on state, right? One day, as you learn me more, my name and one motion I reach will be synonymous with comedy club on state here in Madison. Mm. And that's that's the goal. And I can definitely give them the kudos because when I look at like, like if there was bartenders or like making sure people not talking during shows, like we've been doing shows, like I said, in 2014, I'm sorry, 2016 off and on. And had zero issues. When I say zero, no fights, no shootings, no nothing, not not one. And I'm only saying that to be thankful for God. But you know how our people here is in Madison. Yeah. We can't really do stuff for us because when we do, it's shut down. So for me to look at the comedy club and they got this level of security and blah, blah, blah. So you can be at the comedy club in here talking to your people. And they're going to tell you before the show, please make sure you keep your table talk down to a minimum. When you come to my show... Please keep your table talk down to a minimum. You can take it out in the hallway. Yeah. And if you're talking or whatever, I would rather some people coming up to you, they don't even got security shirts. Hey, man, can you be quiet? You be looking like, who is dude? You don't even know that they my peoples, you know? Right. But after the second or third time, it's really like, all right, you can take your money and go. We don't, we don't need that here. But it, it rarely ever gets to that. But to make a long story short, I learned like the, um, like even the difference between what a host should do, what a feature should do versus what a headliner should do. Ooh, can you break that down for yeah, us? I was just yeah. about to say. <laughs> so a host is typically the person that you're going to see. Think Def Jam. Martin Lawrence was a host. The host is going to keep the energy going whether somebody's funny or not. The host was to come with good energy. This is the face that you're going to see and you're going to remember. So a, let's, let's call it a general comedy club. Host might come in there and do five to seven minutes. You go to comedy club. Five to seven minutes. Um, then he's going to introduce the feature act. The feature act is going to do about 20, 25 minutes. It's, it's supposed to go up like the host is funny. The feature act is funnier. And then the headline is the funniest. He's, he does, he or she does typically about 45 minutes to an hour or some change, right? Mm. So as you grow in the game, you got to be like, am I a good host? Can you keep the energy regardless of if the people are funny or not? Because somebody could be flat. I can't come behind them with other weak jokes. You know, I got to give it to them hot. Then as a feature, that's like, let's call it 20, 25 minutes. That's a lot of memory. So let's say, for instance, I worked a feature 20, 25 minutes for a year. And those people, and I told, hey, come check me out. Come see me. Come check me out. Come see me. You came and saw me twice within that year. You don't want to hear me saying the same jokes. Mm. Right. So now I got to have different sets, different jokes. Then you build yourself up to a headliner, 45 minutes to an hour and some change. But you got to, it can't just be jokes. You got to be killing. Yo, it's almost, every joke is almost, if you walked off the stage after your first joke, you should be good enough. Because your joke should be so dope that the first one, second one, third one, fourth one, it's called like a closer joke. So when I'm leaving, it's like, I want to leave on this funniest joke here. So as a headliner, headliners should typically come with that business. So someone came to me the other day was like, hey, Antoine, um, we had Tara Tara 
Tara Terry come down from uh, Rockford, Illinois. She used to do a lot of shows in Chicago and stuff like that. And it was like, she was the funniest person of the night. I was like, that's amazing. And that's, that's the way it should be. She's the headliner. She does the most time. She's going last. Like, don't come to me and tell me I'm the funniest because I paid them the most. <laughs> they went <laughs> right. the longest. You know what I mean? They got the most experience typically. You know what I mean? So right. that's why I said when I learned from Comedy Club on State, like I, I've learned the structure. So I, I got plenty much love for them. Actually, I might go to open mic tonight if I can. Ah, fair, yeah. fair, fair. So um, we have a, a bunch of like um, entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs and just creatives of all types uh, who listen to the show. Um, if you had advice for, let's start with a um, somebody who wants to step into comedy, right? Do you have some advice for somebody who wants to step into comedy? Yeah, my my thing. If you want to step into comedy, is because uh, some some people do it to. Um, it's called like a bucket list. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. You know Jamal Eubanks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had a I had a comedy competition, and I did that for multiple reasons because people was always to say they would tag me just randomly. Antoine, this person's funny. Put them on your stage. Put them on your stage. So I ended up having a comedy competition because I wanted to encourage more black or ethnic women. Uh, comedians here in Madison there are not many I can count on one hand how many of us are there right so uh, we had the comedy competition I think uh, Felicia Walker won first place Jamal won second Rocky LaShawn won third right yeah but there there was a lot of look there was there was a whole different like I'm not gonna get into it but there was politics in in, in, in regards to it but I say that because I was making reference to Jamal because Jamal did it and then I would hit Jamal up a two, three months later. Like, hey, man, you want to do some comedy again? Nah, I was on my bucket list. <laughs> like, man, you don't want second place. You got 14 other people that didn't make it. And now you're talking about it was on your bucket list. Right. But I would, I would definitely tell people if they want to start, they want to try. Um, hit me up if they need any tips. Because I always just like I talk about the professionalism of like, do you have an intro? Is there a premise that you have? Is there a punchline? making sure that you stay within your time. Like if they give you four minutes, do four minutes and on the laugh, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Um, I'll also tell people stage time, um, go to the comedy club on state on Wednesdays, sign up because regardless if you tell your friends the joke or whatnot, there's, there's no substitute for stage time. There's, that's just the end of that story. <laughs> right. There's no substitute for stage time. And then when you get into the local scene, you'll learn that there's open mics almost every day of the week because of Corona. It stopped for a while, but now they're back. So you can go to the rugby or the Argus and the blah, blah, blah. You can go to these places and the open mics. And then as you go to different cities and you travel and as you learn different material, let's say, for instance, if you um, do some open mics for a while, you might like a joke from your first open mic. You might like a joke from your second open mic. You put them together. Now you got a five-minute set. Now you can ask somebody, hey, can I do a guest spot? Can I do a guest five-minute spot? And as you do your guest five-minute spot, oh, he did well. She did well. And just keep it up. You know, the day the day you stop is the day you ain't going to get no more out of it. So keep at it. You want to do it, do it. If you want to play with it, play with it. You want to try it, try it. And one of the things that I learned from Eddie Murphy from a Comedian in Cars with uh, Seinfeld, he's like, when something's funny, he just writes it down. Like, if we kicking and we talking, and, like, if y'all laughing, ah, and I'm just rolling, and I got y'all rolling, I might jump in my phone and just jot that idea down real quick. 
because that way I don't have to just wait when I'm in a room blank, just trying to write new ideas because I know that thing works. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So then I guess I would ask the same question um, because not only are you a comedian, but you're also an entrepreneur, right? Um, What advice would you have for an, um, an upcoming entrepreneur? Oh, man. That's, it's crazy because that's a whole difference. For upcoming entrepreneur, I would say, don't, I ain't going to tell you. It's, it's a lot of do's and don'ts. The do is continue, continue to adjust because mm-hmm. whatever your goal or your idea is, you may or may not hit that the first time. I'm going to make $1,000 in the first month or I'm going to such and such. Make sure your goals are realistic. You know, every, a lot of people want to quit their job and, you know, whatever else. And that's admirable. That's the goal. Like, that was my goal to not have a nine to five and do comedy full time. But then I also got to realize I'm a father. Like, so who going to hold my daughter down when I'm out of town or on, on the road? Or she going to then I also got to realize, like, what happened when Corona came? Like, who's going to take care of that? And then let's say, for instance, if you need benefits, you know, like, how are you going to take care of that? So when it comes to entrepreneurship, I think it's important for for us to realize that we have to get access to to, to capital, whether it be loans, uh, whether it be partnering with other people who may have similar ideas. Do not do not count on your friends and or family to keep your business going. Not at all. If that's what you, <laughs> if, you if you were and and the crazy thing is though, I'm thankful that my family and my friends are very supportive of me. Mm-hmm. Like when I say that, I mean. I, there would be no one motion Irish, no comedy poetry jam, blah blah blah, without their their continued support. But I mean it in a sense that it's rare because if I waited on my cousin, my friend, or someone to come to a show or buy a shirt, to man, I would not be here today at all. Most definitely. So as far as an, as far as an entrepreneurship, keep pushing, have goals, um, be flexible, be adjustable. Keep stuff on your calendar, have an agenda book, you know, because goals become real as you write them down. You know, it's one thing to have something in your, in your mind. It's another thing to have that written down. So just just continue to push and reach out to, to other people. Never be afraid to ask a question. I mean, what's the worst thing? Somebody going to tell you no. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you want to know how to do something? The Internet is a, is a wonderful place to learn. You can go to YouTube. Almost any question you, you have on Earth can probably be answered on the internet or YouTube. And if you can't find out, ask the people around you. If they don't know, you might end up being, you might be the go-to person. Just like at one point in time, I just wanted to tell jokes. Now I'm the person people are like, hey, can I get on your show? I'm like, I'm that guy now? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah people, now they ask me, hey, come on, can you make this shirt for me? Like, oh, yeah. Because I remember I kept trying to get people to make my shirts. Begging, hey, can you please, somebody going, who makes shirts? And I just couldn't get people to make my shirts. And now I can press and print same day. You know what I mean? It's a blessing. So I would say continue to um, possibly partner, but be independent if need be. Because there's nothing just like how you guys would have what you have here. I'm probably sure it came from a lot of failed partnerships or a lot of great ideas that didn't work. But what you're doing here works. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I don't believe in L's as in like losses. I only believe in lessons. So just like I said, I had the collision. Like, oh, well, that 
you know, I had a that collision and then that. No, that turned into a whole business. So there's there's no L's, there's no losses, only lessons. You just dropped so much gold. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And 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 let me let me state this because when it, we talk about entrepreneurship, let me just specifically state. Take the glasses off for this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to black entrepreneurship. You can almost not even necessarily count on your people who look like you to support you, mm-hmm. even though it would be a goal. <laughs> it, it can be a great idea. But when it comes to black entrepreneurship, you got to remember, sometimes we're going to be late. We're going to be wanting discounts. We're going to we're going to I'm a I'm a you to death. Oh, I don't get paid until uh, I'm going to get that. I'm a and, and people will be no call. There'll be no show. And I'm not talking about all. Business or people I'm just talking about There's going to be a level There's going to be a level That you get to That you If you remain professional You're going to become The go-to person In your field Somebody want to do an interview They can talk to y'all You know what I mean Like It's it's amazing To to, to be In your field To be a black entrepreneur And 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 then You If you look up In the city As small as Madison You'd be like Either your name is ringing bells or you're actually doing that. People talk about it a lot, but you're actually doing it. People, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a look what you're actually doing. People are like, I want to do comedy. I want to do shirts. I, I, can, I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing to, and, and when it comes to, if, find something deeper than yourself. If you, if you have children. Yes. So most of my business, One Motion Outreach, is very futuristic in the sense that it's almost a setup. Well, before Nip passed, it was set up the way how Nipsey had the marathon. Um, because I know for a fact people don't cherish you while you're here. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. So I have to go real hard. I got to push my brand. I got to push me. So when I'm going right, like when I'm gone, I have something to give them. If they want to take the torch, if they want to do the comedy shows, they want to do shirts, they want to do apparel, they want to. I got stuff that's written, curriculum. So when I'm gone, take this and now you can publish this. Like, so my point is, it's real futuristic in the sense that um, um, it's really it's really for my, my kids and for the future and the legacy. I tell people like like when people look at the black fist on how, how important that is. And, and black power and how it is and then the only thing that could be stronger than that is like god you know what i mean that that's the only thing so when you put god and you put that together you put one motion together and then i operate the way that we operate uh the way that how some people say uh uh god jesus and the holy spirit moves in one motion so I operate my principles are spirituality personality and business all in one motion so i have goals that's bigger than myself is it's deeper than just I'm gonna get some money. Spirituality, like <laughs> right. if I'm talking about God in my business, I can't be out here faking. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I'm talking about personality, my personality gonna come through. That's why I was like, damn, I don't know which one you want to get. I want to have a fun interview. <laughs> we just happen to be talking about subjects that I'm very serious and passionate about. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And then, but by but by using the one motion principles, the spirituality, that's that's knocking on God's door. God, what am I supposed to do? God will continue, the most high will continue to give you sometimes different assignments. Sometimes they'll change. But if you got to be in tune to, to figure out what that is, you got to be able to listen. So then that's the, 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 the personality part is there's strengths that you have and areas to improve. You know what I'm saying? So you use the strengths that you have 
and you can use the areas that you have to improve to get better. I'll give you an example. I knew that I had a million dollar mouthpiece. I just needed to be, if they can hear me on the microphone, podcast, any man, I can talk to anybody about anything, sell water, you know, to the ocean. But I also knew at that point in time, my credit was bad. My pockets was low. I wasn't where I wanted to be. So I used my strength to help my weakness. So now every time I talk, I get paid. So my strengths help my weakness. Now my credit is like up, way up. And now the stuff that I do, so my speaking fee becomes a little bit higher. Right. So now, but that turned into a business, spirituality, personality, and business. So it's just all natural. So when people find out what they're good at, areas to improve, it's just actual business. And it's just real easy. That's wonderful. So uh, I've heard you talk about so many different pillars of your business, but what actually is your business? God's business. No, <laughs> um, no, I do. I do a lot of stuff. That's where I really call it. Um, uh, so one motion outreach is, 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 is complex and it's simple. It's simple in the sense that I said, whatever motion you move in, God is there. So that means even if I don't do nothing else besides take care of God's business, I'm taking care of like the business. Um, the, there's the outreach part in which I do stuff typically for the community stuff. Like if it's something going on, I'll typically like somebody's it's, it's a lot of different. So someone is having a fundraiser, someone, some kids are doing something, some adults doing something, somebody passed away. So I'll typically donate um, some funds or proceeds to whatever they're doing. That's the outreach part. Sometimes people, you got to realize people need to pour into you too. You can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So um, people reach out to me that look out for me. Sometimes people sow seeds into the show. Somebody will be like, man, here's two. I'm going to buy two tickets. Just you keep it going on. Give it to somebody else, you know, and I'll take those tickets and give them to somebody else. Now, they had the time of their life and they probably wasn't even planning on coming to a show. Uh, so the enterprise part is that that is it's multiple businesses. So I'll do shirts. You know, I'll, I'll make shirts. Um I do the comedy shows. People, I also do empowerment speaking. So it's like a consulting company. It's like a community outreach. It's a clothing brand. It's a marketing and event hosting mm-hmm. and God's business mm-hmm. <laughs> type of event, mm-hmm. type of company. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to get this edit because you you're doing a good job summarizing it. Like, that is awesome. Um, so usually, uh, I, I know for myself, um, what helps me like find rest is like having a team, right? Having mm. folks around that's like supportive and kind of working towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. We might not all do the same things, but you know, um, having a team. So I wanted to ask about, um, do you have a team? Do you got some folks in your corner helping carry some of this weight? I do. I do. I think it's, in, it's impossible for one person to achieve success solely. So um, I would say small but mighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way to go. There's uh, there's people who uh, who who who've been in play kind of since shows and stuff started. There's people who who come and go. There's you know what I mean. There's there's people who who be sporadic who come and I won't. They'll show up at a show and I'm like, well, thank you. They're like, what you need me to do? You sell the shirts, like you know what I mean. I know you was coming, but um, yeah, we we definitely have a team. It's um, I would say small but mighty because for whatever reason, it's working. Oh yeah, it it just feels weird to say because it's like I have to take a third 
our perspective. Because I'm in it. I'm in the day-to-day in the trenches. But then when I look at, like, the shows, when I say shows, I mean, it's like 15, 20, 30, 40 shows sold out. I'm like, oh, that's, that's amazing because, as yeah. I was saying again, most comedians can't sell tickets, don't sell tickets. So some people come to me, they want to be on the show. That's absolutely fine. But those people probably can't sell five or ten tickets or it's really hard for them. And then for me to sell out the show and all, all they got to do is come be funny. So, yeah, we, we uh, for whatever, the team, the team works. Yeah. That's what matters. That's what matters. So Shout out to everybody, one motion and rocking one more for real. I gotta say that, and you got even to. And, and and even even the um, your your supporters are your team, and I just say that for people who share like flyers or tell other people who people like it's people who say, hey, I just want to buy a ticket or two or something like that's that support. So I, I still consider them part of the team. People ask me, do you need anything before the show? You need help with tearing down, setting up? Do you need to help with anything like? So it's it's uh, people who may not be officially on the team are part of the team, if that makes sense. So uh, we have a question that we ask every single guest. Um, and the question is, what does creativity mean to you? Creativity is everything for me. Um, although, that, although that sounds cliche. Uh, part of part of what I was doing in, in terms of like the business and shirts, I have a sign at the house that said, it's ABC, always be creating. Mm-hmm. Always. Because, and I want that specifically in the room, living room because we were talking about that downtime. If I ever found downtime, I feel guilty that I'm not creating. Um, to me, it's, it's creativity is everything. You have to create jokes. As an uh, empowerment speaker, you have to create content you gotta you gotta stay new you gotta stay fresh there's some old stuff like uh i'll give you an example if you go see a comedian you don't want to see a comedian who's been doing the same jokes so i have to keep like that's part of the reason part i'm not excited to go to the comedy club on state tonight because i don't have nothing new and fresh that i want to say that's fair but if i got something new and fresh oh i need to go ahead and get this or i need to go try to see how that works so the same thing when it comes to empowerment speaking. Um, I'll give you like example like Les Brown. Um, I love Joe Osteen. Uh, I love T.D. Jakes. And I'm only making mention to them because every week they got to come up with a new sermon. You got to be creative. You got to be creative about the way you use words and your imagination. And if I'm going to do shirts, I just can't have a regular standard font. You can't go, oh, this guy just got this font. It got to be different the the texture the shirts the so uh creativity is everything to me and part of the reason is since god is the master creator and god made us little g gods i feel it's important for me to create you look at the sun how did you look at the the cloud look at the i'm just amazed at just god's creation i look at me and be like I'm, look at how I'm created. I have no ability. I'll feel guilty by sitting and doing nothing. So I have to create all the time. Before we go there, was there anything else we didn't talk about that you wanted to say? Fair. It's really important that y'all rock with the Comedy and Poetry Jam because we are doing, we are making black history in Madison and Wisconsin. So we actually have one of the largest independently produced comedy shows in Wisconsin. The largest independently produced comedy shows in Wisconsin. So with that being said, 
is really it's the support of the people that make it go. It's not me. It's not how funny I am. It's not my word of mouth. Not my promotions. It's really the people coming, the people sharing, the people coming to laugh. So please make sure y'all support that. Um, I think we just a reminder we do it every fourth Saturday of the month. Um, if you want to try comedy, hit me up, inbox me. I'll do my best to give you any tips or to possibly get you on the show. Um, so that's yeah, that's that with that. And be positive. Give to your kids what you don't have. And it's not necessarily physical stuff, but just stuff mentally, uh, emotionally. Give them, give them what you never had. Thank you so much for coming, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm Richard Jones Jr. And I'm Carla Williams, and this is Born to Create. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to Born to Create. We're your hosts, Richard Jones Jr. and Carla Williams. If you know of someone in the Madison area who should be featured on our show, send us an email at oddlyarranged.gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to Oddly Arranged Media on all social media platforms to stay up to date on all things Born to Create. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.